Welcome to Circonomy, the Connecticut Economic Resource Center's podcast, where we share insights into strategies, initiatives, and programs to help grow and support Connecticut's economy. CIRC offers a complete range of services and assistance to build your local economy, make informed decisions, find location opportunities, and grow businesses. Learn more about CIRC at CIRC.com. That's C-E-R-C.com. everyone. My name is Alyssa Dijon, and I am the Vice President of Research here at CERC. And I am delighted today to be joined by my colleague, Rachel Grettencord. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. And Rachel mm-hmm. is the Financial and Research Analyst uh, here at CERC. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been, you actually conduct so many different types of analyses for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rachel's been on the road a lot lately, um, <laughs> attending some <laughs> conferences, right? <laughs> um, and we wanted to share uh, with the audience today a couple of the kind of interesting points that you've learned recently. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I re- recently attended a really interesting retail conference. It was talking about current retail trends and things, which um, it, it was actually called Retail in the Age of Disruption, uh, which is aptly named because, as we all know, retail is one sector that's undergoing remarkable change right now, right. Uh, both in part due to technology as well as some cultural and social shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one in particular was hosted by the Connecticut Main Street Center, which um, I know you're familiar with the organization, right. but for our listeners, um, it's a really amazing local resource if you're looking for ideas on how to revitalize your downtown or business and make it attractive. Um The speakers they had at the conference were a couple of, um, you know, kind of retail experts, uh, Robert Gibbs from Gibbs Planning and Larissa Ortiz from Street Sense. Um, They were really fantastic. Um, And, you know, they all emphasized that creating a place where people want to go and spend time is critically important if you want your downtown to thrive. That's really interesting. I mean, I think I think people are familiar with the impact of online shopping uh, on brick and mortar retail. But uh, what other cultural and social shifts are you referring to? Uh, well, the interesting thing is, you know, people now don't want to just shop. They want an experience. Right. They want something that feels authentic. Um, so, you know, millennials aren't moving to the suburbs. They're moving to, I think, what one of the speakers referred to as mini urban areas that are still dense and walkable, even if they're not in a major city center. Um, there's obviously trends towards owning less. Um, the sharing economy is mm-hmm. huge. If you're thinking about consignment stores, um, online fashion rental, um, ride sharing is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, things like discount stores are, are uh, thriving when other retailers are um, having some difficulties. Um, you know, obviously, retail needs to have an online presence. Um, you know, even if you don't have a website, uh, you know, the experts noted if you don't have a Google listing at, at minimum or some way to find your store, uh, you may as well not exist. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And uh, environmental impact is something else that's that's becoming important, uh, particularly to younger generations. That's interesting. I mean, even I know the the increase in subscription services mm-hmm. has been, you know, just going up so much. I, I know I saw some statistics that I think mm-hmm. almost half of all households now have, have at least one subscription service oh, wow. to mm-hmm. something, you know, whether it's a craft or it's a, you know, a fashion delivery. Right. I mean, someone's getting routinely mm-hmm. um, sent 
you know, these usual goods and, and things like right, that. Right. So they're not going into the stores to shop for those. They're going to the stores for fun. Exactly. Exactly. Entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you mentioned that authentic experience. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things can a downtown shopping district do to create that type of authentic environment? Yeah. Well, if you think about um, larger shopping centers, um, the best performing ones are highly curated. Um, and a downtown should be as well. Um, you know, so at the most basic level, um, you need to think about the entire experience, the mode of transportation or travel. Um, is there clear access to the stores? What are the circulation patterns kind of through the downtown area? Um, you know, so for example, to start, you could walk from a parking area through your downtown shopping district. Note where there are dead spaces or mm-hmm. where there are areas that aren't quite so pleasant to walk. Um, and then try to work on making those dead spaces more lively. Um, so for example, putting a display in a vacant retail space or adding flowers or planters or lighting, uh, you know, two to three blocks is uh, fine to walk if it's a, you know, vibrant environment. Sure. Um, but even that shorter distance will be a barrier if it's unpleasant or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. something, um, you know, unenticing about it. Um, you know, to step things up a notch from there, um, you can think about a cool built environment. Um, people like places that are artsy or retro, um, you know, good lighting, landscaping, you know, maybe some public art or murals, um, things like handcrafted signs and holiday decor can really um, make a place feel um, vibrant and enticing. And interestingly, studies show that people are willing to pay 15% more for the same product if it's sold in a beautiful environment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely can be worth the investment to spend a little money to spruce things up. Sure. Um, you know, things like small awnings that match the character of the building can bring people in closer to the window displays and also give them a place to get out of the sun or the rain if, mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. if they're out shopping. So, you know, all of those little details really make a big difference. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, just thinking about it personally, the types of stores I like to go to are what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. like they're nice that you enjoy being in them. It's, it's mm-hmm. an experience because yeah. for that routine mundane object, I can just go online and in a couple of clicks, <laughs> it gets, it gets brought to my doorstep. Exactly. So if I'm going out yeah. to, you know, with my limited time that's available, mm-hmm. I really want to enjoy that moment. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Right back to it. People Mm -hmm. have to want to be there. So you got to make it, you got to make it fun and uh, a pleasant environment. Sure. Mm -hmm. So say you have a a shopping district in town that could use some help. So how do you go about getting started? Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, the, the critical thing for success is really to get the whole neighborhood involved or the whole business district um, if you happen to have a formal, um, you know, either a business district or a merchants association, mm-hmm. um, those organizations are really, really helpful to getting things started because mm-hmm. you kind of have a, you know, an infrastructure, a way for people to, um, you know, interact with each other and, and make decisions collectively. Um, but you really need leadership among the businesses to try to do this. It's hard for an outsider to come in and tell people how to run their businesses, sure, sure. as we all know. Um but thinking about a dedicated revenue source, um, either such as a you know downtown taxing district that could fund mm. some of these uh, you know smaller improvements, um, or something as simple as dedicating downtown parking meter money to fund um, you know some of those shopping center improvements, um, that can really give things a jump start because mm-hmm. then it's not 
uh, reliant on the individual, you know, retailers on a one-off basis to spruce things up. It's kind of a, a district-wide collective effort. And again, you know, when you curate that experience from one point to the other, you're going to get a better outcome than, you know, just kind of on a one-off basis. Sure. Um, but, you know, in the absence of those those types of, you know, organizations, um, you know, you can also work with individual shops that want to make improvements okay. and that can, that can help as well. So ideally, you, you know, if you have some sort of downtown business district that mm-hmm. can help kind of catapult this, that's, that's ideal situation. Exactly. But if you, if you don't have that, if you mm-hmm. have some kind of dedicated shop owners, mm-hmm. that's a great way to start too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Business leadership can take, you know, many different forms. If there's an organization, that's great. But, but yeah, individuals, there's certainly things that individual shops can do as well. Sure. So yeah. What can those shop owners do? Um, you know, well, first of all, uh, 75% of sales happen after 5 p.m. and on Sundays. Um, hmm. So stores need to be open if they want to be able to capture, you know, part of that market. Um, you know, inside the stores, organization is really important. Um, people don't want to look at the same merchandise twice. So it's usually a good idea to have, uh, you know, some kind of front center display and then a clear circulation pattern. Um, you know, you don't want to have uh you know, one center aisle where people walk down and walk back out the same way. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of a, a you know U shape or or something else that will flow people through the store and and see all the variety of merchandise sure. can be really effective. Um, just things as simple as making sure the front of store of the store is clean and painted. Um, you know, some chains require the glass to be cleaned on the front of the store five times a day. So, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even things as simple as that, uh, you know, sometimes people neglect, um, you know, you want an attractive window display. You want mm-hmm. something that's easy to see inside. Um, for eating establishments, you want to put the seating right up front so um, people feel that it's welcome and inviting. Yeah. Um, things like a black background can make merchandise pop. So you can think about that either at the entrance of your store yeah. or, you know, on any of your display cases and things like that, using a dark color for the background. And, uh, you know, always wanted to put the fun impulse buys under $20 uh, right up next to the register. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, you should see the new bracelet I just got. It was oh, really lovely. cute. Yeah. <laughs> This is actually one of them. I wish the people like listening could see it, but it's just a little silver fun little bangle that, you know, Mm -hmm. it was that impulse buy. It also can be a necklace. It's one of those that's really long. So I see that you can like double it up or you can, you know, wind it around yourself many, many times. I like it. Yeah. So, Oh, and at that sound, and you need to have really interesting music too, right? For sure. <laughs> the bracelet. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, de- I definitely, um, definitely agree with impulse buys need to be right, right up front. We'll support your business. <laughs> exactly. So what about national chains? Do they like help or hurt a downtown? Yeah, national chains are are a touchy subject in some downtowns, sure. aren't they? Um, you know, because obviously people like to support local businesses and retailers and, uh, you know, don't want to drive them out of business. But, um, you know, the consensus seems to be, you know, among the experts that the right mix should include some national chains, uh, you know, maybe like around 20% of the downtown Okay, was, uh, a figure that they suggested. Um, you know, and the reason for that is because as, as malls lose popularity, you know, some of those national chains might want to remain in your community um, and you should create a space for them. 
Um, as our experts noted, if you don't, uh, they will build a fake downtown somewhere else and people will shop there well, instead. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but again, this all goes back to curating the, the overall experience. You okay. know, some of those national chains could be good anchors that could help support other retail in the area. So, uh, you know, the areas that do it right with good management are the ones that are going to survive mm-hmm. and, and thrive even in a challenging retail environment. So, you know, it's really work that's invisible when it's done right, um, but it's critically important to creating that attractive environment where people want to come and shop. Sure. And that makes mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it sounds like there were a lot of really good takeaways from, from this mm-hmm. conference. And we can, Absolutely. Yeah, we can use this information when we're thinking about overall economic trends and, mm-hmm. and how the, the retail industry is changing. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of a lot of people are asking that about their downtown, right? Can we yep. support additional retail? You know, is there a need for it? If right. we create a space, will it, you know, will it work and thrive? And I think, you know, a lot of these concepts are really important to think about. It's not just building the space, but you know, what type of space are you creating? Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel, for, for coming in and sharing these ideas uh, with me and, and with the audience today. And and I always fun. <laughs> love, I always love the opportunity to talk about retail. So um, <laughs> anytime, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, right. Alyssa. And thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Circonomy and be sure to visit circ.com to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover bonus content. Until next time.